Доброго вечора, ми з України. Zachary Peak and Jolly in one more amazing day of this shitty fucking war. This is our Speak Freely podcast, near daily, almost daily war journal, also sometimes called Speak Shitty, given the circumstances. Is, and In these days, it's more often Speak Shitty. Yeah. It's one, uh, almost 1.40 in the morning. Uh, this is a week in which Lviv was hit uh, by Russian missiles. And um, uh, I, I, I saw that video for the first time because uh, I slept through that alarm on Monday. So I, I, I knew many people who heard the noise and I saw, I, I talked to a few people who saw the missiles flying over the city. Uh, And then you sent me that video. Uh, by the way, can, can, is that what you, we we can or we cannot share that video? I I I I think it's a bad idea because today I I, I saw the post uh, where police arrested a few men from Lviv mm-hmm. who made made a video like that and posted mm-hmm. that. So I I don't think we need to post it. Although once something is shared with the world, I mean, you know, it's it's almost a week after the, I mean, it's almost a week after the attacks, and uh, the global media has shared this stuff, right? So that's um, and uh, you know, high high level people in America are saying things like, "Oh, we still have yet to see any uh, verifiable uh, footage, for example, of the massacre um, outside of Kiev in Bucha." Which is ridiculous. I mean, I've seen so many photographs with the location information of, of what's happened there. We've heard the stories. But there, for some reason, there's a desire among, there's an unwillingness of some people in America to believe that this is real. Uh, it's so, it's, I, don't... I, have, I, have, I have read um, the interview of the doctor, psychologist, mm. and she, now she's working with the two girls nine and 14 years mm-hmm. who was raped raped in one of that cities it was it's one of the shittiest i've ever read i think it's like you read you you read in the text and mm-hmm. you can feel just the pain and anger Yeah, and that's that's when I was uh on the radio today, the, the host said uh he said you know, he's like I I gotta wonder, maybe one year from now, two years from now, three years from now, the people are gonna be saying to, to the world leaders, you why did you let this happen? You know, it's the same thing. Why did you let the Holocaust happen? Why did you let the whole of the war happen? Why did and 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 once again the world You know, why why would you let such atrocities happen? Will, will we ever learn? Will we ever care when it's? Will we ever care before it's too late, or do we only want to care after afterward? Yeah, yeah. They 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 used to care after all the time. You know, make a movie about it. You know, 
because the the world's leaders are bastards like and they are not they, they are not much better than that soldier the russian soldiers in butcher being or other cities in ukraine now they are not better they just not carry guns and do that that stuff in public like when boris johnson was walking the streets of kiev and he said ah oh, like was it last week when it was safe with president Zelensky, and he's like Oh, he saw some Ukrainians on the street. He said, I'm 100% on your side. No, it's like 30%. <laughs> um, But you know, yeah. even even in that case, he he's more care about that than most of the world's leaders. Yeah, you're right. He came here, which was a scary enough thing to do. I saw a story in the American media. I just saw it yesterday, but it came from early in the war. And they were saying, you know, the Maidan was a mistake. If Ukrainians had not had the revolution of dignity, this wouldn't be happening. Yeah. If Ukrainians had not said, we want to be free, then they wouldn't be under threat. Yes. So does that... You know, if, 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 if it, we didn't make a Maidan, I think we didn't have Ukraine at all now. It was just a big Russia. Yeah. You wouldn't have to, as many people speaking Ukrainian language. You wouldn't have a sense of identity. You wouldn't have had the past eight years of your culture and music and and and, and prosperity. And man, you, you, you were part of Maidan. Did the CIA pay you money to be part of it? Who? This this CIA? Yeah, man, I still don't have a motorcycle. <laughs> Eight years later. You know, if they paid me, I used I think all the money in that time for for a motorcycle. So no, they didn't. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately not. A lot of Ukrainians opened the eyes. Um, for a, a lot of a lot of things what is going on in Ukraine and who is who is Russia and now like now it's finished that I think reborn of the Ukrainians to stop mean, think that we are part of shitty Russia. You mean the rebirth began with Maidan and now it's complete? Everyone knows it? It's... Yeah, something like that. Eight years. Uh, my friend, I don't know if you know my friend Yakiv, the trumpet player. Uh, and he said... You not, know, during... not, not yet. Not yet. Uh, soon. And he... Uh, his his wife is the lead soprano of the Viva Opera. And... Um, Yeah, great people and the uh, you heard her sing yes and uh and he said the past eight years were is a time of great creativity because ukrainians thought they were they knew they lived in a time of limited future that you you fought for this in 2014 or you didn't fight for it you stood for it in 2014 but everyone knew that russia was going to come back and uh and, and 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 so people the past eight years like 
incredible energy to create things, to do things, to, 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 to learn, to, to rediscover the language, to make music. Yeah. And we used, we used, uh, I'm happy that we used that eight years to make a strong army and strong, strong minds about Russia and about Ukraine. Yeah. Yes. Those, those years were not wasted. No, no, at all. It was and, very useful. And it, I think like eight years, it's, it's enough to do a lot of things. And I think we used them very useful. Yeah. And you made you you you, you as you much as, as much as as it possible, of course. Yeah, because because you, you you knew something was coming. You Ukrainians never said, "Oh, we're safe forever." You know, you knew this could happen. You knew this would happen at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even the people who 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 told no 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 no, war is impossible now. They knew like. They, they just lied to themselves, but they knew that in one day it has, it has to happen because that the motherfuckers never stopping. They can stop only if, if we we'll kick their asses. We have to win, so let's take a rest to have power to fight. Indeed. And, uh, Happy, uh, it's, what, it's Good Friday here in, uh, in the East. And uh, with that, we'll say uh, <clears throat> thank you. And uh, good evening, Dobobachna, till we talk again. Joe Lindsley. And Zachary Peak. And find more, as usual, and uh, find more at uh, LvivLab.com. This is uh, Speak Freely. Or yeah. if you want, you can support us there will be appreciate. Yep. We keep working every day to get as many supplies as we can to soldiers and hospitals uh, at the front lines. And uh, uh, piece by piece, we try to make sure everyone is outfitted with everything they need. And uh, we're, we're working to do a lot to sort of fix these supply chain logistics with all the emotional support and great support from around the world to make sure it actually gets where it needs to go. So LvivLab.com and uh, speak freely slash speak shit <laughs> and uh, with that we'll say good night <laughs>